The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. And good morning. Welcome to Sumner County Spotlight on this Sunday edition. I heard each and every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock right here at WHIN. And don't forget, it's on our podcast page at noon at WHINradio.com. Just look for Sumner County Spotlight with me, Jeff Shannon. Well, we have special times going on now. We have a lot of holiday action going on, but it's actually National Veterans Small Business Week uh, from the 30th all the way through November the 3rd. So we're in this past week has just been a great way to honor veteran-owned businesses all across the country. So I wanted to bring in my good buddy, John Isbell, our Sumner County Mayor, and let him you know talk about this because you are pretty involved with law enforcement first responders and and all of that so thanks for coming in and spending some time with us well thank you jeff it's always an honor to be here in light of the the national veterans small business week you know we try to honor businesses and let me tell you we have a lot of veteran-owned businesses here in sumner county and they're doing great things oh our our veterans are really giving back to the community and, and you know they've been giving back since they enlisted in the service what they've done for our country protecting us is just incredible and and here's an opportunity now as we recognize our veterans and and recognize the businesses that they run i just encourage people to to seek those out and support those businesses well and it's it's so important because i mean you look they they're doing some great things they're not only did they serve, but they are now serving. Mm-hmm. I know Kathleen uh, over at the chamber is doing some promotional videos honoring and spotlighting those veteran-owned businesses. And it's just great to hear their stories and, you know, different branches of the service they've been in and, and how they're serving the public now. Absolutely. The theme for this Veterans Day uh, 2023 is service. Now, we have the parade that's going to be going on here this afternoon going through Hendersonville. And wait a minute. I think you're in there as well. <laughs> you know, each year uh, for the past few years, I've been honored to uh, to drive the Grand Marshal. Okay. So so this was no different. I have the honor this afternoon of driving the Grand Marshal in, uh, in the Veterans Day Parade. And, you know, and I really I hope everybody gets out. Uh, you know, this, this is something that we have the opportunity to line the streets of Hendersonville and just honor our veterans. And, uh, and I hope we get everybody out there to do that. Well, I mean, let, let's hope so. And being the, the driver, do you remember driving the fiddle man, Tim Watson? Yeah. Yeah. T- <laughs> Tim, Tim is quite a character. Tim, Tim's a great guy. If he just wasn't so shy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he is a bit meek by nature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is definitely a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. You know, I think we have, you know, so many great uh, veterans here in this community and Dave Mumi of the VFW here in Hendersonville, the Vietnam Veterans of America chapter in Gallatin, and here, it's just great how they support our veterans and and helping those in need. Oh yeah, the uh, Dave Mumi is just—he's such an outstanding character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the way he gives back, and and all of our guys at the at the VFW. 
Uh, they do that Saturday pantry for veterans and, mm-hmm. and so many different projects that they have going on. It's outstanding. And I tell you, another project that, that we've had going on is our Veterans Memorial Park That's, there at Sumner yes. County. Recently, I was able to secure a grant to help out that park. And what we did is we erected a 35-foot flagpole that uh, they had a smaller flagpole. Mm-hmm. And what happened was is, is the flag would actually be hidden behind their memorial. And so we raised that flag up to, to give honor to our American flag and to make it look better. And did some things with the veterans' wall okay. uh, to shore it up, as well as some irrigation issues that we took care of for the veterans. Really to beautify that park mm-hmm. a little bit more and give honor to right. it. So that it, was uh, that was a great project. It, it definitely is. And, you know, I didn't even know it was there. And I'd been by there. Now, it, this is behind the county administration building. It is. Uh, right there in Belvedere. What a fascinating place. When I went up there, I said, whoa. I did yeah. not even know this. Yeah, it's a beautiful park. And, and just let citizens know about it. You know, you have an opportunity to support that with some brick pavers. Uh, you also have some opportunities if you have a veteran that has served and uh, served in the wars. Uh, there's opportunities to get a brick to put them, put their name, memorialize that on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of that information is available there and also available through the VFW and the VVA. So if they wanted some information, if they're there at the county administration building, they can come inside? They can. There's information there at the park. Oh, okay. Uh, they keep some okay. flyers there. Oh, that's nice. Uh, but they can always call my office, and I can help them out. Okay. Well, you're you're just good at that. <laughs> I try. <laughs> you know. So we get we got uh, Veterans Day coming up Saturday, November the 11th. You know, next week we're going to be in full going on this, and everybody's going to be just truly excited. Help honor. Uh, all of our falling heroes and and our members that have come home and are now surviving and thriving in a small business. So we just want to you know take a moment to honor them and uh, say what a what a great service that they're doing. And you know it's just the little small things I think that you know you try to recognize and having a park like you you have back there I think is just a great way for the families to to try and, and come and, and especially if they lost somebody in all of the the different wars. Mm-hmm. It's not just a Vietnam veterans wall or era correct oh yeah that's correct this is for all the veterans okay. uh, i actually i have my son up there as a veteran i've got a brick for him my uh my father has a brick up there okay. as, as well as my father-in-law so uh, all of them served honorably and we uh, we wanted to honor them with their with their brick so you get a brick and it has their name on it, is that correct? Has their name, uh, their their branch of service and the years that they serve and they could buy that brick how much do those go for I believe they were $75 okay. for the brick. Okay. So it'd be a great cause, and, you know, you have it up there for always. And and it supports the parks and supports the veterans. So, uh, so yes, it's certainly a worthy cause. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. And you're also heavily involved with law enforcement and, and first responders. Let everybody know your role going on with that, because you, you stay busy with that. <laughs> well, I do. And, and it's another thing that I'm honored to do is, is I work closely with the Hendersonville Police Department, with uh, the Citizens Police Academy. You know, as, as I became mayor, I had to step down from my role as president, mm-hmm. but I still assume a, a very active role as vice president. So have the opportunity to work with them and raise money to serve our our men and women in blue that's right now tell them what the police academy is involves well they want to get involved sure absolutely And, and we welcome we run two classes a year but basically what it does is it gives you a real good snapshot of what a police officer does, the day-to-day operations. Mm -hmm. You'll go through the class. It's uh, 10 weeks long. Each week, it's on a Thursday night. Each 
Each week you will learn a new facet of policing and actually be immersed in that, whether it's uh, dealing with the canine, whether it's dealing with drug control, uh, actually searching vehicles, doing traffic stops. Uh, you'll do an actual traffic stop. Uh, it'll be a mock-up, mm-hmm. but uh, but you will truly understand what a police officer feels and goes through when they walk up to that window. Uh, you, you never understand because, you know, most of our citizens are 10 and 2 when the police pull them over. Uh, that's right. Yeah. And, and everything's okay because they're not a bad guy. But think about that police officer walking up to a felony warrant or something sure. of that nature or a, yeah. police, or a, a felon. Yeah. And you know what people are asking right now? Ooh, that sounds interesting. When do I get my taser and my nine millimeter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't issue tasers or nine mils, but, you know, we may be able to line up you getting shot with a taser, but no, just kidding. <laughs> well, you got to uh, experience it, so but, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It, but I think it's a great way to educate because there it, is a lot of involvement and, and there is a lot of intricacies uh, on the job. You know, me being past law enforcement, I know you, you, you go through training and training and you learn all the constitution and stats and you know, state statues and everything else. But until you get on the street mm-hmm. and actually experience it and have to deal with personalities, that's, yeah. that becomes, now you put those mock-ups in there. That's when the stress level goes up. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you leave that program with a newfound respect for our police officers. Yeah. There's no question about it. So it's a great cause and they can just contact Hendersonville, uh, to get involved in that. Mm-hmm. Are other departments doing that as well? Oh yeah. They do it, uh, do it across the County. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, here in, in a few weeks, I'm going to have the opportunity to speak to the Citizens Police Academy at Portland, their graduation, and, and talk about what we do in Hendersonville and, mm-hmm. and the importance of their role now that they've gone through the academy. Yeah. Does the Sheriff's Office here in Summer County do something like Sumner that? Summer County Sheriff's Office does a great program as well. So i got to give a big shout-out to my buddy, Eric Craddock. Absolutely. That's Chief my man. Craddock. Yeah. 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 Chief He's doing Deputy. it. Chief Deputy Craddock is doing an outstanding yeah, job. He really is. And, uh, you know, I, I just, when you're around somebody like that, it just exudes from them, you yeah. know, the, the presence that you have. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's doing some great things over there. Just a little side note here. This past week, there was a special called meeting down here at the county admin building. And can you fill us in on what happened on there? Well, we have been for the past three weeks dealing with, uh, well, really longer than that, but, um, Dealing with with some condemned bleachers uh, with our school system. It's an unfortunate situation. Uh, The blessing that came out of that was that nobody was hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, First and foremost, uh, we're grateful for that. Because there were some Uh, that collapsed, actually. They were some that were collapsed. uh, The bleachers at Beach. And then we had problems at Portland and White House Mm -hmm. and, and Hendersonville. Now, were so, these wooden bleachers or No, they, they were concrete with, with the aluminum bleachers okay. on top. All right. All right. And over time, the concrete has deteriorated and, uh, and become structurally unsound. So uh, that, that is what the experts have said. So long and short of it is, this past Monday night, we had the opportunity through a special called meeting to make a decision to transfer money over to within the school budget from their reserve fund to their capital projects to where they could fix these. The reality is, is the county commission has the authority to mm-hmm. vote yes or no for this transfer. Problem lies in, in the fact that they were wanting to add criteria to it. They were wanting to lower it. They were wanting to manage the project. All of those things were outside their scope of authority. Mm-hmm. 
And their their role was to say yes or no to that transfer. There is a lot of misinformation that was out there. It was going to cause a tax increase. The reserve funds were solid. We met all the state requirements. I say we, the school board, did. Uh, and everything was sound. The problem, again, was the overreach of the county commission. They should have just said yes or no. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, through the whole process, after six hours of what I call pontification. Uh, There's other words for that, I yeah. think, but we'll, we'll move on. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> after six hours of pontification, after a full house, and, and let me one little sidebar on that full house. Our students gave me hope for the future. Mm, I saw future leaders out of that, out of those students speaking. Uh, I saw students that stepped up for what they believed in and spoke with conviction and passion. Mm -hmm. And I was really proud of, of our students from across the county. And, and not only were they speaking for their school, they were speaking for their competitors. We saw schools come together like we've never seen before. And, uh, and I just, I thought it was a great sense of community Mm -hmm. that we saw in that room that everybody was for everybody. It wasn't about, Hey, I need to get my piece of the pie. Mm -hmm. It was about, let's get these things fixed. And that's why in, in, I rarely post on these things, but that's why I said, listen, this is not a Republican versus Democrat issue. This is not a liberal versus conservative issue. Mm -hmm. This is purely a safety issue. Absolutely. And let's fix it. Sure. And and that's what we need to do. Well, and the fact that the kids notice that, you know, and they're standing up for the school, I mean, I, that, that makes me really proud. Yeah. Because now we know we're in America. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And and we saw the political process work out. Yeah. Uh, I encourage I encourage the citizens to go back and watch the videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we did have a problem with the live feed that went down towards the end, unfortunately, uh, as technology continues to confound us. <laughs> well, six hours, I mean, yeah. you know, it gets a little long. Uh, the internet but... <laughs> got tired and went down. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, you know, I apologize. We just, we was not able to get that fixed in a mm-hmm. timely manner. Uh, but go back and watch it. Uh, I'm going to leave the citizens with one word, uh, I think was the word of the night. And, and I'm not going to pontificate on it, but I'm going to leave you with the word crawfish. And uh, so let the citizens go back, and, and they will learn the word crawfish. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I love it. Love to leave them hanging. That's right. Well, listen, you know, uh, I appreciate you so much because I know how busy you are. You're just everywhere, e- well, even you. when you're not campaigning. You're all over the place. And we want to thank you for coming out to Tukey Tacular. You did a great job on the pumpkin carving. Wow, that was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, and I've said this in the past, these are the things that I love to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I enjoy getting out with the public. I enjoy laughing with the public, you know, scooping out those pumpkin seeds, carving that pumpkin, watching the kids. You know, the kids were just watching everybody carve their pumpkins. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Paige Brown did an outstanding job, as did uh, Alderman Waters, Jim Waters. I think we all had just an outstanding time. That's great. Great. And everybody, everybody loves it. And... Of course, we get to see your lovely wife again. Oh, yeah. Whenever we can. I always get her out in public. <laughs> Makes me look good. <laughs> it does. Hey, we've been talking with Summer County Mayor 
John Isbell here, and of course, in, in light of National Veterans Small Business Week this past week, he's definitely, when you talk about service, that's John Isbell. So you put that in his middle name because that's exactly what it does. And John, it's been fantastic to have you on the show. Thank you, Jeff. I Absolutely. appreciate you. All right. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Okay, welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight with your host, Jeff Shannon. We uh, have another guest in the studio right now, and of course, we are actually celebrating this past week, National Veterans Small Business Week. So this is where we celebrate veteran-owned businesses across the country, and it goes from November 30th through November the 3rd. So I think it's just a great time to take a look at some of our folks that have served and have done some great things to serve this nation. And the first guy that came across to me had to be this this young fella right here. His name's Michael Sands. And Michael, look, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, and as everybody always says, thank you for your service. And thank you for honoring us by doing so. And you've just had an incredible career. So I thought it might be a good time. Introduce yourself, give a little background, a little history, and let us know what's going on. Hey, Jeff, thanks for the opportunity. I greatly appreciate it, yeah. sincerely. My background, grew up in a little town in Indiana. My service started actually when I was a senior in high school. I joined the Air National Guard, and after high school, went to uh, basic training at Lackland Air Force Base. While I was going, then went to college, I w- worked on ejection seats in F-4 and F-16s on the weekends, and a couple weeks out of the summer, I was going to college. Oh, wait a minute, working on the seats, what what does that mean? The ejection seats for yeah, F-4 and F-16s. I mean, how were you working Maintaining on them? Maintaining them, make oh, sure they oh. were functioning if okay. it, they had an emergency to punch out right if something was wrong with the aircraft yeah so it's a big you need responsibility one of those. <laughs> you need one of those <laughs> absolutely that's imperative so we have to make sure that stuff's all in line and works and meets all the specifications had to go through training for that and actually my degree in college was aviation i was a aviation flight technology and management so i had a commercial multi-engine pilot's license and wanted to be an officer wanted to fly so i ended up joining the uh, army reserve i transferred services to army reserves okay they went to officer candidate school to become an officer and ultimately wanted to try flying helicopters so then i applied for that there was no opening so i became a transportation officer first then i got accepted to flight school which was a year long. That was in Fort Rucker, Alabama. But while I was doing all that, I had, after college, I had became a police officer. While I was going to, again, while going to college, I worked part-time in a jail, then joined the reserves and worked for free part-time as a police officer. <laughs> Loved it, fell in love with it. So then I... Um, yeah. Uh, applied for a full-time position and got hired. Then with that, the military really helped my personal law enforcement career because when I went to officer candidate school, became a first became a second lieutenant, then I jumped from patrolman to sergeant, then right to captain on the police department. Wow, great. Good so for it was, you. So it was a good transition. Met my wife in flight school for the Army while I was working full-time as a police captain. By that time, I was a detective and canine officer as well. Then after flight school, we got married after 12 months in flight school. She was active duty, so we moved to Texas where she was assigned. So I flew helicopters for the reserves out of San Antonio and ended up commanding a air traffic control division down there while flying helicopters. Wow. Then Now, these aren't just any helicopters. Let's specify that. No, these are high-tech Army helicopters from OH-58, Deltas. I even came in flying the Hueys in the National Guard. Mm-hmm. Then we went to Blackhawks, and my wife flew Blackhawks full-time active duty while she was a platoon leader. <laughs> But while um, we transferred to Texas and I was flying for the reserves, I hired on a police department down there in Harker Heights, Texas, then randomly started a private detective agency in 1999. 
Jeez. So then after she got out of the army, she got hired in federal law enforcement and we've traveled around the U.S. with that. So then I have moved my private detective agency around the U.S., getting licensed in multiple states and building a network of investigators and companies for mm-hmm. clients nationwide. Yeah. So that's where the Guardian Protection Agency comes in. Yes, it started actually as MJS Investigations, my initials. <laughs> then after moving down here and networking, somebody couldn't remember the initials, so I rebranded as Guardian Detective Agency. Oh, that's right. Protection then, services, it takes you to an alarm company. We actually do personal protective services as well. Okay. All right. So executive protection for executives flying in or certain political figures that come in. We've done that. We've done plainclothes arm details for security. Well, there's plenty of work around here for that. I mean, we got a lot of celebrities. we got a lot of folks that come through here. Good spot. Absolutely. Then COVID hit. Oh, the C word. <laughs> the C word. <laughs> But just pr- actually, pr- just prior to COVID, uh, again, being an entrepreneur, always been innovative and thinking outside the box. Prior to COVID, I, we had a surveillance case uh, investigation out in the country where houses about a mile apart and we couldn't send new surveillance. So I was like, I need a drone. So I'm getting a drone in and I could fly the drones legally commercially through the FAA with my commercial multi-engine pilot's license and helicopter mm-hmm. rating. Then we got lucky enough on the first flight out, I got all the evidence we needed for that case. Then being connected at that time with Guardian Detective Agency, with the Hendersonville Chamber and Gallatin Chamber, everybody became aware I was certified to fly drones. So I started a drone company. <laughs> I started hiring for kinds of drone work. Then now that eventually led and evolved into a full video production company where I'm doing that full-time and managing Guardian Detective Agency. Wow. When do you have time for all this? <laughs> time management is essential. And again, yes. learn that in the military. You have to adapt and overcome, adhere to those schedules, those timelines, those hard yeah. times. So you and your wife, uh, going back to your, the service days, you were both flying Blackhawks? At that time, I was flying OH-58s, and my okay. wife was Blackhawks. So you didn't, like, battle each other up there? No. <laughs> She would probably win. We were pretty comparable. Oh, look at that. All right. I said in flight school, we uh, <laughs> yeah, we flew together, had the same instructor, literally became best friends. They learned, learned together. And uh, so it was kind of built our relationship and friendship. Yeah. Now they have some incredible uh, simulators, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. The, the realization of those simulators is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. To, uh, well, you know, Liberty Creek over here, they have one of three flight simulators in the world. The only uh, other two agencies that have it is the Air Force. Emory Riddle and Liberty Creek. So this must be a Mac Daddy simulator. I would love to see what that is. I would too. I'd love to go in and try that myself. Yeah, that would be great. Hey, we have Philip Holt uh, on this uh, program coming up. So uh, maybe we can uh, make an arrangement. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, that'd be great. So when you were serving uh, and you made rank actually pretty quick, how many years were you actually in? I was in, my military service was 12 years. Okay. And again, a couple years of that was training and the rest of it was... The reserves. So what kind of uh, missions would, would you happen to come upon? A lot of humanitarian, uh, being in the States in the reserves, help with you know natural disasters, then help moving active duty troops and equipment. Then with when I was the commanding officer at an air traffic control company, we helped maintain all the traffic with all those different agencies or different branches going in and out of areas. And where were you stationed at that time? San Antonio. Okay. So the weather was okay out there? Absolutely. It's warm. <laughs> yes, it is. And dry. <laughs> yeah. Not like here. No. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that uh, temperature, I guess, would, it, would does that affect the, the chopper at all? Actually, yeah, the, the high temperatures and, uh, you know, the less air molecules in the air, so it's you're getting actually less lift, so it's a lot of struggle on the aircraft oh, in those high temperatures. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The yeah. air is less dense. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. So your your wife was in the States as well? Yes. Good. She was active duty Army. Okay. You didn't have to go to Afghanistan or any of those crazy places. 
No, actually, we had both gotten out of the Army, and she got hired in federal law enforcement just probably about 10 to 12 months before that all happened. Yeah. Well, it could, I guess that could be good timing. <laughs> yeah, actually, it was. So it allowed us to... Uh, you know, move across the U.S. and build our uh, our family. <laughs> well, you know, back, I, I don't know, maybe it was a year or two ago, I guess they had, uh, were you involved over at Monhaven, uh, flying one of the Hueys in or something? Or they, I don't know, they had some uh, that showed up over there for an event. Yes, actually with Envision, Journal Media Studios, my video production company, uh, I actually do a lot of work for Monhaven and volunteer, and they hire us for several events. But they had an event where they had two Vietnam veterans that were artists when they went to Vietnam and they had displays of all their work. Mm -hmm. from They're incredible, by the way. You saw Absolutely. that. I mean, was that amazing? It was phenomenal. Wow. I, mean, I was blown away just by the creativity and just detail. I think that was Chuck Creasy. Yes. I forgot the other gentleman's name, but yeah, it's, they were, they were amazing. Yeah. The, it was a pretty neat event and they flew the helicopters in. I was lucky enough to get to document that event with photos and videos they ended up flying the artist in on a huey from the vietnam war Whoa, they contracted <laughs> the owner of the helicopter out of west virginia it's pretty cool where they came in and uh actually prior to that whole event Monhaven contacted me and the huey owner i scoped out the best landing area for that zone because okay. i actually flew hueys as well yeah so I actually took the drone out and shown flying in from the different directions, showed the cardinal directions, the landing zone, measured them, the whole dynamics, and gave them the best uh, position to land in over there. Yeah, well, that's great that you you were there to do that. <laughs> Absolutely, just have somebody on the ground that you know knew the aircraft and the capabilities and what they could do and couldn't do. Yeah. Then when they came for the event, I uh, got to meet the owner in person and we shared some stories, some more stories and mm -hmm. you know flight situations. He said he'd get me a flight before the end of the day let me jump on the aircraft so actually they had enough fuel for the last flight of the day and the crew chief came over to me and said hey you're flying the right seat bring what camera equipment you want so i was blown away so i <laughs> ran right over and jumped in that right seat and uh, the pilot actually looked at me and said uh what are you gonna do now I said we're gonna get up to 8,000 rpm he goes that's right then pull pitch and that's what we did <laughs> We gave people a ride. That, that brought back some memories, huh? Absolutely. Wow. Again, I mean, literally like riding a bike. Now, how did it feel in there? I mean, as, as opposed to what you remember uh, on the other helicopters you were in, did it feel clunkier or did it feel awesome? It felt, it felt amazing. Uh, yeah. The Hueys are like an old Cadillac. It's just that <laughs> smooth, thick, yeah. dependable. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just amazing to be able to fly that aircraft again after so many years. And the real interesting fact about that one Huey is that was the last Huey flown out of the Vietnam War. Is that right? And that helicopter I flew was the one used in the movie Die Hard with Bruce Willis. Get out. Exactly what that's I said. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we were just like, shut up. <laughs> I was blown away when I found out those facts, so that's pretty, pretty monumental. Wow, that's great. Well, you know, we have the Veterans Day Parade going on this afternoon here down Main Street here in Hendersonville, and uh, that always brings out some great folks. I think it would be cool if they had a float where they can put one of those choppers on a flatbed and drive it down the street i don't know if they if they have to raise power lines or not but <laughs> no they wouldn't they wouldn't have to do that i mean they could put it on a float but uh yeah that's one thing i've done in the last several years with uh envision joining me studios i volunteer my services and document the veterans day parade yeah. uh for them 
and show my appreciation and document those parades. Well, I think it's a, it's amazing, you know, what the VFW and the Vietnam Veterans of America chapters over here do in Hendersonville. They're always doing great things for the community. You know, they're honoring teachers. They have the nomination program going on where people can nominate teachers for Teacher of the Year. And, you know, they have the food pantry. I mean, it's just, they just stay so busy. <laughs> But it's great that to help. They're helping all the veterans, so that's great. Absolutely, that's uh, my family's help volunteer over there with the food bank for veterans of Sumner County. It's very rewarding to uh, mm-hmm. help out those veteran, fellow veterans. And I think Middle Tennessee really comes together when you have events going on to help folks. But the sad thing that just always irritates me is how it has come to pass where our veterans have to suffer like they. A lot of them do. We can't take care of them. For some reason, I don't know why, but we can send some trillion dollars to Ukraine and instead of keeping it here in the States and support a veteran. So I, I don't know. It's a thing. It's probably above my pay grade. but <laughs> Yeah, it's probably one of the most frustra- frustrating things is seeing when we're supporting foreign countries when we have the needs here and, mm-hmm. and locally. But uh, I, I agree. I get those needs, but you know we have to take care of our own as well. Yeah, no. So you got anything uh, crazy coming up? Nothing too spectacular just again supporting the veterans day parade I encourage everybody to come out yeah it's going to be a great time every every year it just seems to get bigger and and dave gets more stressed out because you got to have more floats coming in more people signing up so that it's it's awesome but hey listen we're talking about michael sands should i call you captain <laughs> <laughs> captain sands Ooh, that's a, that's a good ring. But Michael Sands with uh, Guardian Detective Agency and Envision. Drone and Media Studios. I was going to say, you filled right in. That's great. So listen, thanks so much. Uh, and again, thank you for service. Thank you for all you do. And uh, salute to your wife. We tell her we appreciate her service as well. So thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks, Jeff and WHN for supporting our community. Absolutely. Hey, listen, we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon. On this uh, Sunday morning, and as you know, uh, each Sunday morning at 10, this is going to air, and it's on our podcast page at whinradio.com, where you can see all the episodes from way back. So just sit and listen 24 hours a day. Do some binge binge listening, I should say. <laughs> I'm going to bring in another guest uh, since we're celebrating National Veterans Small Business Week, which actually ended this past Friday, but October 30th through November 3rd. And it's a, kind of a great uh, event. And being that the theme for Veterans Day this year, which is on November the 11th, the theme is called Service. That's what it's all about. Now, veterans are, are proud of their military service, obviously, for defending our nation and the honor that reflects the military value and tradition of answering the call of duty. Now, it's a distinct honor in serving to protect our way of life right here. And we have all of our folks here in this country that do that every single day. I wanted to bring in this gentleman, and I met him, I think, this past year. And he is a new member of the Hendersonville Chamber. His name is Angel Colomb right here, and he is the owner of Paint Corps. Angel, thank you so much. And as we say... Thank you for service. Thank, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing this opportunity, you know, to to reshare all our, you know, conversation that we had in the past, and mm-hmm. to be able to to transpire to you know to everybody else is sure. amazing. It's, it's an honor to be here for sure. Yeah. So give us a little background of you and so let who a, you are. Yeah, my name is Angel Coloma, and I was born and raised in the island of uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, I I grew up in the island and and went to school in the island and then back in 98 
I decided to join the service. Uh, so here we go <laughs> with a new adventure by myself. Left the family back at home. You went in the Army, correct? Uh, correct. Okay. So I joined the United States Army back in 98. So I actually got shipped in 98 to Fort Mayden, Georgia, which I started up my my military career okay. as basic training. Um, right before I knew, right up on my nose, I'm on a plane now getting ready to go to Afghanistan as basically two years later. Wow. Um, yeah, I was just having my family coming over from Puerto Rico and enjoying me in North Carolina when I got See orders <laughs> to go. So yeah, it was tough. Uh, it was hard because my daughter was just not even a year old when that happened. So I had to uh, put up and, and leave, you know, and right. we could, couldn't talk anything about it. Right. So what'd you do in the military? So I was, from the beginning, I was a helicopter mechanic. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this is great. That's how my career started up as a helicopter mechanic. We dealt with a lot of uh, powertrain systems in the helicopter transmission, drive shaft, uh, landing gear. And then I soon specialized in inspections. So I used to do x-rays and parting components for the aircraft. So my mm-hmm. career start of going more technical than than it was a maintainer. Uh, and soon, before I know, I was already a supervisor. So things started escalating sure. really quick with the knowledge uh, learned and, and with also the deployments, because the deployment, what you know and, and, and execute a lot of what your job is. Sure. Well, you and Michael Sands got to talk. You got a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. We do all, <laughs> all the time when we get together, me and Mike all the time. Yeah. We got a pilot and a mechanic. That's yeah. right. Well, I mean, that's amazing. So how long were you in Afghanistan? So I did, uh, actually, I did three tours to Afghanistan. I did one in 2002. I did, did one in 2002. I did one in 2007 and did another one in 2012. And, and it were a year-long uh, tours. Wow. Also, I, I, I visit a piece of Iraq three times, too. So, and one of those... Iraq uh, mission was back in just coming back from Afghanistan. We our our brigade got uh, orders to go deploy, and I was back probably eight months, and we got the orders to go deploy to Iraq this time. Yeah, uh, that what was, is what is one of your biggest memories from uh, being in Afghanistan? The lovely uh, the weather. <laughs> <laughs> the 125, 130 oh. degree weather wow. constantly. They uh, big on sandstorm. Yeah, the sandstorm will get you pretty quick and and unnoticed. Not a lot of greenery over there. No. <laughs> and 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 mountains of Afghanistan has a lot of greenery. Uh, in some area where mm-hmm. we were located on okay. doing mission with the aircraft. Uh, there's a lot of you know greenery, but located where we were living and working, yeah. it was in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Now, so any memories just stick with you from being over there? Oh, I, I have plenty of them. Um, biggest one was one of our deployment, and this is Iraq, back in all three invasion. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we changed the name of the base where we went in from, we used to call it Margaritaville because it was, we were attached with the Air Force. Yeah. To Motorville. I mean, it was a constant motor receiving. It's just like motor left, motor right, yeah. uh, attack all day, all night. Uh, we didn't get off the uniform for the entire deployment. So whatever we go, we had to go with our uh, flat bass, uh, our weapon. You go take a shower. You got to take your rifle mm-hmm. and your pistol with you. And and, and it, was, it was something I would never forget because it was a year of close calls every single day, every single week. And, and they would... 
it stuck to my mind to the day dates. You know, I I get some of the friends that we deploy together that are no longer in the service, that have retired like me, Mm -hmm. that we talk about the same, you know, talk about, yeah, you couldn't even get outside because every time you go eat, something happened in the way to eat. Well, obviously those folks uh, do not know who they're messing with. I know. Apparently. And they, they don't. They don't. don't. They've been trying for 20-something years and they're still having the same issue. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. But I, I just think that going to these different places and, and seeing how they live and how they are just living, it makes us feel so proud that we have what we have. Oh, 100%. You know, when you actually witness how the lifestyle is, you have a quick reality check mm-hmm. on how good your worst day can be. Mm-hmm. against them well you know that's why everybody wants to come to this country because they know how good it is right they haven't been here yet but they hear about it mm-hmm. but the fact that we have it and it's uh, unfortunate that we have a lot of individuals in this country that take that for granted and don't really realize what it is they have and which is sad you know yeah i, I agree 100 percent with you because you know you never know what you have until you lose it and when you lose it is when you actually know that you were you're very well set Mm-hmm. And oh, when you witnesses something like they have, and their happiness to you in their faces is like as as even worse. That on your worst day, you probably ten times better than they are mm-hmm. on their happiest day. Yeah. So, it, and, and it, you look at it, and you go, "Gosh, how does anybody live like that?" Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just the archaic. They're they're living so far in the past with the, their human rights issues and their treatment of women and and just their philosophy of life. It's just hard to fathom. Yeah, it is. It's really hard for the simple fact there is no there is no way of seeing the future, the way that they act and the way that they plan all their. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, they ain't got no government, mm-hmm. so it's hard to rule things without a government. You know, yeah. these people live in, in clay houses. You know, it's just it, it's it's tough. Stuff yeah. to see oh, it. No, absolutely. So the question I have, do you make any friends with any camels? We had goats. <laughs> goats, <laughs> we, yeah. Uh, we okay. had goats. And, you know, they, they you won't believe it. Uh, there's a lot of animals that they use, you know. They're very reliable on goats and they're very reliable on camels and okay. donkeys. They do everything with animals because they're in all their access to them. Whoever has a vehicle there, is either part of their, we'll say, tentative government that they had mm-hmm. or they have something to do with the militia. Right. Now, I heard, speaking of animals, I heard in Afghanistan there's a big dog problem. Yes. Did you notice any of that? Yes. Because my, my daughter's in the Army. She's a vet tech. Right. And I keep saying, you better not uh, tick any, uh, anybody off because you might be in Afghanistan. Take care of dogs. So <laughs> be nice. There is a massive, especially when we were in that time, you know, early 2000s, it was like, like every single family had three or four dogs along the side. I, I don't know if it was a comfort or what was it, but yeah, it, mm. it, everywhere you go, unfortunately, they use the animals as part of their tactical ways to attack U.S. forces, but right. it, it's sad, but yeah. that's how no, it is. totally. Now, you, your son was also in the military. Yeah, well. yeah, my son actually served for six years. He is an unmanned aerial uh, vehicle operator, so he actually served with the Fifth Special Forces in Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Okay. So he was well-rounded, uh, knew his stuff very well. They are part of military intelligence, so he was part of the military intelligence assigned to the Special Forces. So he's he's uh, not active now? No, he's not active. Okay. Uh, he actually got out like a year before I retired. I believe okay. it was 
2017 or 2018. Okay. He uh, went in to pursue his uh, degree in engineering for Austin P. So okay. he did well. He did well. Now he is doing things in our company together. So yeah. he's a hardworking individual. So what made you decide, hey, you know, I got a passion for this. I want to open up a painting company. First of all, you know, we we both serve our country. And when you serve our country and when you serve the country with honor, you always have an urge to find the means to get back out there again, uh, even though your military career finished or end for any reason. And you hire veterans in your company. This is this that's what's so impressive. Yeah. And and not only that, you know, we realized that community means a lot to us. So we we, we decided that that we want to continue that serve to our community. And your I, son works with you uh, and as well. Yeah. yeah, he did and also worked for Sherwin William three years. So he was he was very knowledgeable about pain okay. technology and all that. Yeah. So it was kind of a, a good idea to take on it. Yeah. Uh, I would say we're still learning. Yeah, a lot. We mm-hmm. still make a mistake, yeah, a lot. We're human, sure. um, but the heart is out there constantly to serve our community uh, mm-hmm. the best that we can. And that's a great thing because you, you have a heart for it. You have I a heart do. to serve. We do, you know. And uh, being one of the businesses honored for our Veteran Small Business Week, I know Kathleen over at the chamber uh, recently did a video with you. Yes, sir. Uh, to, to spotlight you. So I mean, you are doing some great things. And, and really appreciate it's all about the community because I, I believe that when you put your heart out there for the community, the community support you. Yeah, they're going to be always. They're going to be a stepping stone in the way. They're going to yeah. be obstacles. They're yeah. going to be tough situation. But uh, I approach every single situation with my heart first and and then we'll figure it out how can we always get better no absolutely and you you're always learning you know and i think coming in contact with so many people like you do and that really helps your business because i think people once they know your story they know it's in the heart right you know you could trust you not going to rip them off right there's a lot of businesses out there which is sad that, that things like that happen, but they just know with confidence that uh, you're going to treat them right. Right. So, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. You you know, can doing some great things and, and hitting out there and, and Jamie's helping you with this and you're hiring veterans. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and to say, Jamie, my son, he's, he's the pillar, man. He's the one making this happen. He is a hard worker. He put enormous amount of hours in the business, um, dedicated. Yeah, so how would people get a hold of you? I'm sure you have a website. Yeah, we do. We got uh, Pain Corp on Hendersonville, Pain Corp, Hendersonville, Tennessee. Uh, you got Reach House, and, and if you need uh, have any questions, you can contact us. So you do uh, residential and commercial. We do residential, commercial, and industrial. Okay. So we do all three, interior, exterior, cabinet, refinish it. Uh, we do anything that had to do with fences, decking, whatever we, whatever it needs to be painted, we, we can do it. Okay. Well, and uh, our number is 615-667-3063. You can reach us out whenever you guys need us, and and we'll be there for you guys. Right. So you're talking to Angel Cologne right here with Paint Corp. I always say, a lot of people say corpse. That's a different that's a different meaning. So it's Paint Corp. So uh, check him out. And Angel, thank you so much for coming in. Again, thank you for your service. We appreciate you so, so much. And thank you for having me. And it's an amazing, an amazing time. Absolutely. All right. That's going to wrap up this segment right now. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight with me, Jeff Shannon. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com.
Well, welcome back to this Sunday morning. You found Sumner County Spotlight with your host, Jeff Shannon. It's uh, fantastic to have you visiting with us today. And we have a special edition uh, of the Spotlight as we're honoring our veterans and talking about Veterans Day and the Veterans Week. The Small Business Week was going on this past week, which uh, I think is phenomenal that we honor our veteran-owned businesses. It, it's just one of those things you just kind of have to recognize people. A lot of people don't really realize that Veterans Day is going to be on November the 11th this year. That's That happens to be a Saturday. So the uh, as a federal holiday, Veterans Day is typically observed on November 11th every year. However, if it occurs on a Sunday, then the federal government designates the following Monday as the federal holiday. It, it's it's one of the things that you look at and say, why are we celebrating you know Veterans Day? Well, these uh, gestures all took place on November 11th, giving the universal recognition to the celebrated ending of World War I, fighting at 11 o'clock in the morning, which happens to be November 11th, 1918, the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. Which, <laughs> wow. Hmm. It, it, it was known as Armistice Day, and, and now we call it Veterans Day. And so there's a lot of celebrations going on. We have the Veterans Day Parade going on this afternoon here in Hendersonville, kicking off at 2 o'clock right here on Main Street at Drake's Creek Park, all the way down to Imperial Drive. So it's going to be an incredible time, a great way to celebrate our veterans and honor them. So I heard about an event that was going on, which I, I just, it kind of tugged at me. And I said, you know, we got to talk about this. And we're talking about uh, Dr. Philip Holt here with Liberty Creek High School, principal over there. And we have this uh, idea coming in. Let's just tell us about it. I'll let you spill the beans. Yeah, sure thing. So we, uh, and, and and honestly, the, a lot of a lot of Sumner County schools will do this. And uh, something that we participated in last year. So this will be our second annual okay. Veterans Day program that we'll have at Liberty Creek High School. And it'll take place on the 10th, the Friday uh, obviously, we're not in school on the 11th. That's Saturday, and so we're observing it on on uh, Friday, uh, November 10th. It's it's just a great time for our entire school community, both the middle school and the high school. We'll be together in the gym, and uh, we'll have veterans present uh, as our honored guests to be able to honor them and recognize them. Our band uh, will perform uh, some patriotic songs. Our chorus will sing some songs as well. We we ha- we like to have a speaker come out to kind of talk to our students about what it means to serve our country. Before that program starts, we've invited veterans as well as their families to participate in a breakfast that morning. Okay. And that's going to kick off at 8 o'clock. That's yeah. correct. Okay. 8 o'clock. And our culinary arts class actually is preparing that breakfast wow. for uh, for our stu- for our veterans. Well, let me tell you, you guys got a great culinary art program. And yeah. Brian Minich over there, he's the, he's the chef. He sure is. Chef the Minich, chef. he's legit. He is, yes, he's indeed. good stuff. And you guys have one of the best facilities over there. Yeah. Phenomenal facilities, and uh, we definitely uh, get those comments a lot. But I'll tell you, I would—I'm I'm much more proud of the faculty, staff, students at Liberty mm-hmm. Creek. I mean, our, our, our facilities are beautiful; they're fantastic. Uh, we love working there, and we're proud of them. Our students, the work that they put in, our faculty, staff, the work that they put in, far exceeds how proud I am right. of, of the facilities. So now, how do how do the folk? And I know you sent something out to all the you know the the school body, I guess, to mm-hmm. get people to, to call in. What would be a, a way that somebody can, if they wanted to come to this, how would they do so? Yeah, they could just call our front office. They okay. could call the school directly, 206-3335. Give us your name, 
Uh, let us know that you're coming. Okay. Um, who else to expect? Bring bring a spouse, bring family. We would love to feed them um, and honor them at breakfast and then honor them during our uh, Veterans Day program. And well, look, you got enough room for it over there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We've got enough room. So we'll have our event center set up for breakfast. We'll have table set out, uh, tablecloths, uh, dishes. Um, we, we try to make it very nice and respectful. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's a great thing that, that you're doing that. And of course, hence the name Liberty. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It all it all ties in. Our colors are red, white, and blue, so it all it all fits in uh, really well. Something else that's uh, new that a lot of people don't really know about yet is that afternoon the United States Air Force Academy Band is going to be performing for our student body. Is that right? Yeah, they're wow. they will be in town to perform at the Opry on Veterans Day, the 11th, okay. uh, that Saturday. And so they're in town. And so part of what they do is go into high schools and perform. And it's also a, a recruiting mechanism. So they sure. recruit both to the academy to serve, you know, to, to bear arms, but also to serve in the band. And so uh, their pitch is that you don't have to pick up a gun to be able to serve in the Air Force Academy. You can actually be a part of the band that goes and tours and recruits. And uh, so we are very, very excited to uh, to be able to have them come in. Well, I think a lot of parents... <laughs> of young kids going into the military uh-huh. would feel a lot better about that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> pick up a trumpet instead of a, a rifle. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, that that's that's pretty awesome that you're doing that. Over the, the, the past year, you all have been real busy. Yeah. Uh, I know my son uh, going over there, and uh, he is just raving about that. You have such a great theater program. You have such mm-hmm. a great aviation program. And, of course, the culinary art program and your sports program. Let mm. me tell you, I mean, you're raising a lot of eyebrows this year. Yeah, yeah, we're we're proud of everything that we're doing over there. If it's if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. And so, academics, the arts, our uh, CTE programs, athletics, all that all that is a part of doing things well. And so, we're coming off a great year academics wise. We received the highest growth score that the state gives out in regards to academics. Our CTE programs are taking off. Our HOSA program, they just finished doing a blood drive this week, raised uh, far almost double the the goal that we had for the amount of blood to be able to to donate and then our athletic programs that we're having a great year for our fall sports winter sports are just now kicking off uh, first day of practice was monday but fall sports wise we've made the first playoffs ever uh, for football uh, we're actually hosting our first playoff game and then our girls soccer program uh, had a historic win being state champion of the class a division one girls soccer Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you're making a mark. Yeah, yeah, we are. Proud of, proud of our students, our, our student athletes, and our coaches. They're doing yeah. a great job. And there's more coming because behind you, you have some huge buildings going up back there, which I think is, I, I drove back there. I had no idea how much space was back there and i was i was just amazed yeah absolutely so right now under construction on our campus is the middle school middle school um like i think most people know are in are in the high school with us uh Uh currently last year as well as this year they have their own principal front office staff everything they they operate completely independent but we just kind of have to share the building so their building is is being constructed it is set to open uh in august and so, uh, so they'll have their own space to be able to to um, spread out and uh, do their own thing. And so, yeah, we have we have a large campus. It's 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 a big campus, and the elementary's on down the road. But that yeah. that was completed last year. When everything is scheduled to be all completed, everything said and done, 
let's we'll full time now. When does that look like? When does that look like? Uh, so it, it should it should be in August. Okay. Um, there there will be so some all three punch, schools all be... three all three schools open and functioning in, in August. Wow. Um, and so that's that's exciting for our students. My daughters, I've got two girls that are that are school age. I've got one preschooler, but my oldest daughter will next year will be a freshman with me, so she'll stay in that high school building. Okay. And then my middle daughter, she'll transition from the high school building as a sixth grader to the middle school building as a seventh grader. So she'll get to see both aspects. And so you know, the Holtz are not the only family in that boat. We'll have we'll have kids that'll have <laughs> yes. different experiences, but it's all exciting to be a, a part of something new. Well, you know what? When when things are working, and it, you, it spark a lot of interest. When you get people that actually will move into that school zone just to go to that mm-hmm. school. Yeah, yeah. So we we have an interesting dynamic. So we have students that are zoned to go to Liberty Creek High School, and then we have a good good section of students who are there through a lottery process, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I'll get questions about that a lot about what it's going to look like for next year. The lottery will um, the application window will open in early January. It'll be open for two weeks. And then we'll run numbers from there. And those yep. numbers will be set by our director of schools in regards to how many students we uh, okay. are able to accept through the lottery. And so that's coming up really soon. And we plan on advertising that fully to the public in December when we have a couple more details finalized. And you have social media. You'll have it posted on Correct. there. Correct. Sure. Yeah. Social media, our school website. Yeah, okay. we, will, we will get that word out as best we can. Okay. Now, let me ask you, the way you were talking, it made me say, do you have an ROTC program yet? We do not. We've put yeah. in a request. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of a lot of paperwork and, and hoops to jump through to get an ROTC okay. program. But but the request is in. From what I understand, there's a couple of the other high schools in Sumner County that also would like to add an ROTC program. Okay. And so that that is hopefully in the works at some point. I think it would definitely fit with being Liberty and you know uh, red, white, and blue and having an aviation program to be able to do something with the Air Force or something like that. That would be fantastic and something that we would love to see eventually yeah well i think it's going to be a, a, it's an awesome program and you've you've got some of the the schools that really that really advance these kids and really make a big impact on them so hopefully you know that will happen and of course you're at the mercy of somebody else so yeah that's right that's right with the the veterans day program which i think is is pretty phenomenal it, having this breakfast for the veterans and now this is for veterans and also active duty that's correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Veterans and active duty and their families. So even even the students that are um, in our school, they can, you know, they'll be excused from class to go down and have breakfast with with either their parents, grandparents, whoever it is that um, is a part of their family that, that has served or or is serving. That's special. Of course, this is going to be over at Liberty Creek High School, November the 10th. That's uh, coming up Friday. So it's it's a great program that you're doing there. And we, we so appreciate you you know, getting involved. And of course, with Scott Langford is always a great proponent of, of this and doing such a great job as well there at the school. And, you know, it's one of the things that you, you set a precedence throughout the entire state. And I think that's what's happened here in Sumner County mm-hmm. is Sumner County schools have been recognized as just being at the forefront yeah. uh, of education process. Yeah, absolutely. And that all comes to just our community. Uh, our community takes a lot of pride in what we do. That that expectation is is there. And so it's our job to meet that expectation and and to continue to push further. And we want to we wanna shine the best light on Sumner County that we can, and we do our best. Yeah, well, you're doing a great thing, so just keep doing it. So speaking of that, it just again, these things just pop into my head. But what, what's looking um, here in, in the head for the fall programs? What do you have coming up sports-wise? Yeah, sports-wise, fall, fall sports is, is wrapping up, and then winter sports is about to take off. So 
boys and girls basketball. Uh, they started their practices. Wrestling is rolling. This is the first year that we've had a bowling program. So we uh, that was the that was the only uh, TWSAA sanctioned sport that we did not have fully at Liberty Creek High School last year. Uh, we had a student that co-opted with another school because she was she she had bowled before and she wanted to bowl and we didn't have enough to make a team and so she co-opted with another high school. But we uh, we have a coach now. Uh, our our softball coach took took that on, Coach Cartwright. She's now our, one of our bowling coaches as well, and uh, she's doing a great job. She has a great little crew of bowlers. We've uh, we've run, won some bowling matches, wow. um, and so we're we're already being competitive in uh, in bowling. So uh, it's been fun. Well, I think it'd be special if you started a polo program. That's right. Well, I'll tell you what's coming down the the pike with the TWSAA is they're about to sanction uh, lacrosse. That's, uh, okay. So boys and girls lacrosse is coming That's, down uh, the pike, and we're trying to prepare what that will look like for Liberty Creek. It'll probably look something similar to like uh, what hockey looks like in Sumner County with schools kind of putting teams together because there might not be enough to make a team in one school because it's not super popular yet in, in Sumner County, but it is popular enough to where we can um, join another school and put together a team. Okay. And so we're looking at co-op options for that for boys and girls. Um, I'm learning about lacrosse at the moment. I, I I didn't realize that boys and girls played at the same time. They're in the same season. So, really? yeah. so as opposed to uh, soccer, where girls and, and boys are, are separate, one in the spring, one in the fall, it's more like basketball where they're playing together. And so same season, it's a it's a spring sport. And so we're, we're learning a lot, trying to prepare. And uh, we already have some students that are very interested in, and we have some students that are, uh, that are already very, very good at lacrosse. And so uh, we're excited about adding that. Now, what about golf? Do you have a golf team? We sure do. Yeah, all right. Yeah, boys and girls golf team. They they did pretty well this year. You know, some some of our students last year had never played golf before in their life, but they tried out. We took them, okay. and our coaches did a great job of teaching them the game. And uh, you know, it's one of the one of the stories of opening a high school is is some of those sports that aren't necessarily highly popular. You have to you have to start somewhere, and they they did a good job with it. Well, we are working on airing the basketball games here at WHIN. Of course, we cover yeah. all the football games, right? And so we'll be streaming those uh, live as well so great well you'll hear be more information on that so hey listen uh, we're talking with uh, dr philip holt with liberty creek high school and uh, thank you so much for coming in look keep doing what you're doing hey i appreciate it i appreciate the support and uh, go wolves that's right good one i like that do you have a Arr! yeah i'm not i'm not a howler i've got <laughs> there's some people that really get into that i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not the howler though. oh good <laughs> So, all right, well, that's a good time to wrap this thing up. Uh, I'm Jeff Shannon. Thanks for joining us here. Join us again next week for another Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.